Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, we're in a new setup. We're still on the road, so we're going to need you to tell us how the audio is sounding. Today, we are broadcasting live from Toronto <laughs> in a hotel room. And I don't know what day it is. <clears throat> it's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. <laughs> March 30th. Wednesday. We are downtown Toronto. The ambulances and police cars are wailing. <laughs> <sighs> it's good to be back in Ontario. <laughs> Everyone says the sound is great. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, oh, boy. I Okay, can I just start off the episode by just maybe sharing something I've never shared before? Sure. I don't like Toronto. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Can you guys hear the ambulance? <clears throat> just curious. So, um, yeah, no, Kathleen says yes. <laughs> uh, Robin asked, looking forward to coming home to quiet Leduc. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Um, For what, a day or two? A day or two, and then we're going to the cabin retreat. Yeah. Um, yeah, never liked Toronto. There's, there's I, I don't know how anyone could ever like the feeling of always feeling like someone's about to stab you. <laughs> Uh, and and don't worry, Hamilton. I feel the same way about Hamilton as well. There's something I'm I'm from around here. I don't think I ever. I think I this is my maybe second or third time in Toronto in my life. And I grew up in Ontario. I grew up just an hour down the road. It's weird. It's funny because as we were driving back into Toronto yesterday, I was thinking to myself. I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking like, how did you not come here more often? Like I would have came for like concerts and like yeah whatever going to see whatever <laughs> you know what i moved when i was when i just turned 21 so i didn't have any money true that, that true, was the whole true. reason why i was moving to alberta yeah, was young because i was you know going to make money yeah so i didn't have the money to spend i came here once or twice and uh yeah it's just it's i have to wasn't... say downtown is pretty wild and it's beautiful like the buildings and stuff are beautiful. Go for a walk this morning. Try and find some coffee. Jeez. And try not to get stabbed. My gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm covered in sweat right now. I literally just got in the door two minutes before um, we started. And yeah. Just felt like I was running <laughs> the whole time. Um, Sam, uh, Samantha agrees with you. Agreed, Wayne. Strongly disliked having to go to Toronto. <laughs> It's not cool. <laughs> and 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 uh, I'm sorry. Th that's not what we, we came here to talk about today. Um, <laughs> this is a show about real estate investing. <laughs> so um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, was Ontario. Um, How do you call it that? Is that like a thing? Or is it an inside joke from something? But I call it. Anyone else call it that? Okay. Not sure. Um, yeah, I want to talk about my observations of the market um i left in 2008 and for any ontario investors or anyone who's familiar with say southern ontario the niagara region um the difference between 2008 and the and 2022 is quite dramatic the real estate market um i thought it was baloney until i went and actually looked and i'm like oh wow they weren't kidding um it is crazy um so i want to talk about that today um what is Jeremy talking about? Uh, the Hyperloop passed its first phase of funding between Edmonton and Calgary, so it would reduce. Okay, um, so we're not yeah. we're not talking about uh, Ontario. Okay, no. well, I'll read that after. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but first, obviously, we want to talk about um, upcoming events. Yeah. Uh, Friday live training coming up on Friday night in the Real Estate Investing Masters Group, um, Friday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time going to be talking about negotiating deals on the MLS. So don't miss that. 
like I said, it'll be in the Real Estate Investing Masters group on Facebook. So you can catch it there at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Very cool. Flip Open House Meetup, April 10th at our property, our flip property in Leduc. It is sold out. However, um, if you are interested in getting on the waiting list, just send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com and we will add you to the waiting list. Um, I have a feeling that a few people will drop off the week yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. Or the day of. Some people realize they're not going to make it. So Yeah. And uh, that's in Leduc at our newest flip property. Yeah. Um, where is that property going to be at, at that particular time? Uh, hard to say. <clears throat> Maybe first coat of paint? Some paint, drywall finished up, ceiling fixed. That's, that's in a week and a half from now? I don't know. It's a week and a half from now. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else? What else? What else? We have our real estate investment cabinet treat this weekend. Yeah. Um, that's all sold out. Um... And real what? No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. go ahead. I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm just this is all off memory. I wasn't sure if you were talking about the cabin retreat. So, um, and then we have our real estate investing masters basic training, April 11th through 15th, from 7 to 9 p.m. each night. Basic online. training event. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have my sound effects, so I'm just doing my own sound effects. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that'll be Monday to Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. in the evening online. Mountain time. Mountain time. Yep. You need to sign up through Eventbrite to uh, to get the link to join in. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be lots of actual basic training on real estate investing, as well as some um, pushing you out of your comfort zone, um, kind of preparing you for what needs to be done. Good for all ages, all experience levels. Uh, whether you are a brand new investor looking to get the basics and the fundamentals, or you are a seasoned investor who just can't seem to take any action, um, this is the event for you. Uh, yes. We are going to go over the basics. It's going to be five days worth of the basics. Just imagine you're going to basic training, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're going to learn the basics, but as well, you know, the other outcome, the other intent of, of the training is to to push you past your limits, you know what I mean? To to show you what you can actually do because a lot of us, we get a job and we get nice and cozy in our career and we think that's it. That's all that we're capable of doing. That is it. I am a plumber. That is the definition of me and there's nothing more that I can do. But there is more that you can do if you're willing to step outside of your comfort zone and try new things and do things that you thought you couldn't do and we're gonna we're gonna help push you to that so that you can get comfortable being uncomfortable um so you can start making decisions that will push you outside of that that little bubble that that you've been sitting in mm -hmm. right so that is april 11th or 15th sign up for that it's free yes. one one condition uh we're gonna give you homework every night like I said, to push you outside of your comfort zone. However, if you do not complete the homework, you are not invited back the next day. Because in basic training, if you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you would not be welcome back. Yep. So that's the one condition. If you want to join this, you got to be fully committed. If you don't think that you're going to be able to do that, if you don't think you're going to be able to show up every night, if you don't think that you're going to be able to do the homework, I don't think that you're cut out for greatness anyways. Let's just be honest. Can I be honest? Can I be a little mean? You can always be honest. That's what people like about you. If you cannot do this, then you probably can't do anything else that you need to do in order to, to be a successful real estate investor. So yep. we put this here for you to challenge you to emulate what it's like to be a real real estate investor, to be an entrepreneur. And we ask that you fully commit to it. That's Absolutely. All. Link is in the comments if you're listening live with us here today. So if you haven't signed up yet, click on that link, get yourself signed up. Or head to eventbrite.ca and search Prairie Home Investments uh, or in the Real Estate Investing Masters Group or wherever. If you can't if you find, sign it, up, you'll find if it, if you can't find it, you're not going to be successful. Okay. <laughs> there, there's the. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> gotta take a little initiative. <laughs> um, let's take a look at the comments here and see what we got going on today. You know what we got? We got low numbers. What the hell? Is everyone sleeping in? I don't know. Low numbers today. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. While you're scrolling, I'm going to share to Facebook, and everybody else is going to share to Facebook. Um, okay. And when you share to Facebook, it actually it increases the amount of hearts that you have on the Podbean app. And by accumulating hearts... Um, at the end of the month, whoever has the most hearts gets entered into the top fan. And guess what it is <clears throat> right now? Uh, when is the end of the month? Tomorrow. Oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot yep. to do my little knuckle game. Knuckle game? Or the, the knuckles. The, oh, January 3rd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You do your little knuckles to determine what month it is? Yeah. And it is a tight race between first and fifth place is... Like, I don't know. 25. 25 hearts? 20, 35. Yeah, I was going to say. Crazy. It's over 30. Yeah, it's awesome. And we finally have separation between fifth and sixth, so. <sighs> okay, anyways. Um, Jeremy said, as I was started to read earlier, is that yesterday the Hyperloop passed its first phase of funding and is waiting for approval to build a track between the LRT and the international airport. If built, transportation between Edmonton and Calgary will be reduced to 45 minutes. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Jeremy. So um, that basically means that you could live <laughs> in either city and work in either city. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I mean, I don't know how much it's going to cost to, you know, be able to travel like that, but. Hey, you probably get like a yearly pass or something. Yeah. Um, very similar to, you know. Why people have been going to Niagara to buy up property because yes. Toronto was too expensive, so they started looking in, in you know, an hour away, and they started buying in Niagara instead, where yeah. it's more affordable, which obviously caused all this chaos and yeah. in the Niagara region with real estate. So, I I'm very interested to see, and are very interested to hear what you guys think about what that's going to do to you know, neighboring towns to the, to where those stops are, you know, how about that Leduc? One more, well, one more check mark, for, check mark for Leduc. I mean, will there be stops? I haven't read into this like at all. I, I mean, Red they've Deer. been talking about it forever. I heard Red Deer. Possibly Red Deer. Yeah. Jeremy. Cause if it's in 45 minutes, that doesn't <clears throat> leave room for many stops. <laughs> one stop in Red Deer. Um, but then Leduc, right? So I say that because you know, it's if someone's in the north side of Edmonton, they're not going to want to drive to the airport and then hop on the 45 minutes. Yeah. Train ride. They're going to probably want to live somewhere closer like Gibbons, Gibbons or, or Leduc or Southside Edmonton. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or they, they, they land somewhere around Red Deer. Right. It might be a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. When you've when you've got. When you've got a transportation line like that, I mean, it gives you a little more flexibility on where you can live, a yeah. little more affordable, right? Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you keep scrolling through to see if there's anything more about that uh, that Hyperloop. That's a really cool name. Yeah. It's kind of like futuristic. Uh, Corey said, uh, if you're lucky, you can get yourself a nice 10-year-old one-bedroom condo downtown in Toronto for $800,000. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> it's quite the problem. It's just, it's crazy, like, driving into downtown and just, like, people's apartment building um, balconies are, like, basically overhanging the highway. <clears throat> it's just, like, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, where am I? I do Small need town to... town girl. Yes. <laughs> I do need to point out that Josh said that this year is flying by. Yeah. Um, if you need a little reminder, I want you to go back to late December and listen to our episodes late December while Gabby and I were, were, uh, were doing the podcast from Mexico. We talked a lot about how the year is almost over and don't just wait until January. We put a lot of emphasis on that. Do not just say the year's over. I'll just start over on Jan 4. 
you know, when I get back to it, when, when I'm done visiting family and stuff, because yeah. you'll realize that Jan 4 turns into April 4 or 4 4 very quickly. Yeah. And April 4th is just around the corner. We're yeah. talking on Monday. On Monday. Wild. Oh, well, if that's the case, then we should probably just call it for the rest of the week and just start on April 4th, right? <laughs> That phone call you've been meaning to do, that that introduction video on social media you've been meaning to do. I, I don't want to go on social media quite yet. What I want to do is I want to I want to do like a, I want to put like 20 pieces of content together and I want to do like an introduction video to tell people like who I am and what I'm doing now. And I feel like it would be really abrasive if I if I don't do that because then they're going to start seeing me doing pictures of like, you know, um, checking out houses and they're going to be like, oh, wow, are you still doing plumbing or like what happened? So... I think that in order to do like, I want to do a brand launch. I want to make sure it's done properly though. Right. <laughs> you know who you are. I hear this shit. There's all lots the of you. <laughs> I hear this shit all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, like you just wasted a quarter of the year. Yeah. Literally 24.38% tomorrow will be tomorrow will be a quarter way through the year. Over. It's and you know, you know what the worst part about that whole the whole thing was? Why were they waiting? Fear. Hmm. The reason why they were waiting was because they wanted to do it right, so that for other people, mm-hmm. you were worried about what other people were going to think. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I want to make sure I do this right, so that people aren't confused. You're constantly worrying other people think about you mm-hmm. and not about yourself yeah depressing it is it really is <laughs> back to the comments quarter yeah, of the way through the year god damn it yeah. you know what to be honest like i'm full transparency there's been a couple things that I should have, I've been trying to work on since January and I've been putting off myself and, uh, I'm not perfect either. Yep. I'm not like, I decided to take a vacation and I had a very important task that I put off. I put it off by about six weeks now and it's an easy task that I should be able to get done in an afternoon but it's scary. It's not cool. It's not fun. So I keep putting it off. I do it too all the time. Um, but that's why we constantly remind you every morning that the year is almost over because it really is. It may as well be next week because mm-hmm. you just keep putting things off to next week, to next week, to next week. Yeah. Hopefully the, the basic training event is another way that we can really kickstart kick everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, do a little spring cleaning <laughs> on your goals. I love spring for like, for having that, I guess, like, I don't know. I definitely have a mindset shift with <clears throat> spring and it feels kind of almost like a new beginning in a lot of ways, as you know, like the snow melts and the days get longer and the green buds start to show up and then they start to bloom like it just it really does feel like a new beginning and a new start so if you've had a crappy start to the year um i hope that you're kind of like conscious of what's happening around you and feeding off of that energy um that's you know that's all around us right now as a way to kind of help you shift out of it and into some action taking uh, Robbins is more sunlight. And you know what? Honestly, sunlight does play a One huge factor. thousand percent. Like seriously, as soon as, de- I know that a lot of people have a, a hard time with the time shifts, but as soon as daylight savings hit, I was like a different person. I like had life back. Like, I don't know. I had a really hard start to the year. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of sitting, feeling sorry for myself for, for no reason. Just like couldn't get out of a funk. And uh, yeah, as soon as it hit, I was like a brand new Gabby. Felt so good. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I'm all for this season. I used to hate spring because it's dirty, but I, I don't know. I think after last year, it just something <laughs> shifted and now I'm I'm all about it. I'm still not a big fan of the poop soup. Poop soup, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's it's not it's it's dirty, it's mucky, it's um it's you know, not the best, but 
you look at it differently, yeah. it'll be inspiring. Um, Corey also mentioned that accountability is key and accountability with penalties. If you don't go through with it, that's, that is 100% why we set up the basic training event, the way that we set it up. I didn't talk about this with Gabby ahead of time. Cause I knew she would be like, oh, Wayne, this isn't a good idea. Um, but no, like this isn't, this isn't for, I'm not doing this so that you like me. I'm doing this to simulate, to emulate what it's like to be a real estate investor. Also, I want to give you guys the basics of real estate investing, the fundamentals. So just pay attention to that. I'm not doing this so that you like me. And I ask you guys to do the same thing. Don't worry about what other, stop trying to do things so that people will like you and start, folk, be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? That's, that's one of the most important lessons that I learned about being an entrepreneur is that you have to be selfish. Yeah. And selfish has a very negative, you know, feel connotation to it, but I don't think it does this these days. When you use it that way, yeah, it yeah. sounds like you're just a dirty capitalist, right? Just taking advantage of other people. If you want to be rich, someone has to lose. You know what I mean in that that thought process, but the the game, the the is 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 equal everyone for the most part i know you can argue this very easily everyone has equal opportunity mm -hmm. every like at least in canada right even if you started with a bad hand you can still work your way out of it and if you started with a good hand yes you have an, a better opportunity than those who started with a bad hand but everyone can pull themselves out of it at some point or it, at the very least for your next generation your next generation can do it Right? How many immigrants do you see coming and working their asses off and then giving their next generation a better opportunity and then they run with it, mm -hmm. right? Everyone has the opportunity. It's, I got a little distracted by the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was talking about. God it's, damn it. It's funny because I was going to cut in and then I looked over at you and you looked like you were just taking a big pause before you made a point. And I'm like, shut up, Gabby. He's going to be mad if I take him off. <laughs> Sometimes. And, you know, uh, oh, that's the biggest lesson I learned about being an entrepreneur is being selfish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it happens when you when you do this every morning. Um someone someone taught me that very early on that you it's it's okay to be selfish it's okay to think about yourself because and and don't feel bad that other people don't have the same opportunity or don't feel bad that people are going to think less of you because you're a dirty scum capitalist um in order to be successful you do have to be a little selfish however it's your morals it's your values that define you right because I know lots of people that are very selfish. They only think of themselves. However, when it's time to give back, that's when they contribute. Yeah. Right. But put the oxygen mask on your on yourself first in order to help other people. You cannot help other people if you don't put the mask on yourself first. Yeah. Something we all hear. <laughs> now, am I a dirty capitalist, Gabby? Yes. What am I doing every goddamn morning at 6 a.m.? Giving back. Free information. What am I doing every Friday at 7 p.m.? Giving back. What do I do all goddamn day when I tell people not to message me and to post your comments or to, um, sorry, to do your your questions on the morning show? What do I do every day anyways? Still I, answer. I'm still answering your questions. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it, you have to put the mask on yourself first in order to be able to help other people, mm -hmm. right? and be a good person, don't be a dick. Be bad. And if some people, one or two people, or your aunts or your friend, whoever it may be, can't see that, and they still think you're a dick, then they're probably not meant to be in your circle. You shouldn't be around those types of people. Mm -hmm. 100%. Right. Be a little selfish today, all right? Um, hey, I just got an email update. Uh, our roof is done on our garage at our foot property. Nice. I that was fast. Very fast. They, I mean, not that a garage takes long, but 
but you know what? Like I'm, I've been extremely happy with these guys. Um, Steven over at Big West roofing and, and exteriors. I'm actually going to have him on the podcast here in the near future. Cause I want to, I want to, I don't know much about roofs, um, shingles or maintenance or so I'm actually going to have him on the podcast here, uh, for a little segment, a little guest speaker thing. Um, because I'm very curious about, you know, I, I think it would add a lot of value to the listeners to know about how to price out a garage when, you know, how, how is it, sorry, not a garage, a roof. How much is it going to cost? You know, what types of shingles should you get for rentals? What types of shingles did you get for, mm-hmm. for flips and that kind of stuff? Um, nobody ever talks about that, but I'm fairly certain that most of our listeners have no idea how much a roof costs or how to, how to guesstimate the cost of a roof. Yeah. Right. May I um, interrupt for a moment? Uh, I'm just going to throw one last big shout out to Big West. Okay. They did awesome. They did. Um, our internet connection keeps going from excellent to poor, like over and over again. So if we cut out or sound weird or anything's going on, let us know in the comments, please. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, it's, I've been watching it too. Um, now it does do that on a regular basis. Oh, does it? Okay. Um, This is the first time I'm watching the computer. (laughs) But we do have, you know, a crummy Wi-Fi connection. Um, Robin says it sounds fine. Okay. This, um, this ethernet cable, do you have an ethernet cord? No, I don't. Ah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, okay. So um, Jeremy says, goal review day tomorrow, and I get the keys and house back from some interesting tenants. Friday, we start renovations for the next tenant lined up for the 15th. Mm. That's awesome. Congrats. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I would like to know about these interesting tenants. <laughs> mm. Corey um, in the chat here asks if everyone saw the article um, that CBC put out on the Epic Alliance fiasco yesterday. Goes to show the importance of operating a business with integrity, as well as getting the active partner you are working with. Vetting the active partner. Oh, vetting. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, pretty in-depth and pretty, yeah, kind of like. Did you read it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a busy day yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to fully read it. Yeah. Lots of kind of like inside perspectives on some of their employees and the red flags and all that kind of stuff. So it was interesting to see just how um, fragile it was from the get go and that they just ran with it anyways. And yeah. <laughs> I said I looked at it very early on. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. How this is sustainable. Um, it's it's. It was not built on a good foundation. Um, it was very weak. And without reading that article, I just know enough that I did my research yeah, on it. Yeah, you do right? know a lot about it already. Yeah. I mean, naturally, I'm a capitalist. I'm a, I'm a scumbag capitalist. I was curious about how they were doing it. I thought, yeah, is this something could, that I can replicate? Yeah, but you you were like, I just, like, I remember these conversations. I remember you bringing them to my attention. And you talked about them quite a bit. But it was just like, how does, like, you kept saying, like, it doesn't make sense. I don't get how they're doing this. Yeah. And... If that's something you're saying, this doesn't make sense. How can they do that? It probably doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and I bit my tongue a lot with 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 some with some acquaintances um, in our network and some friends in our network who I knew were investing in it. Um, I bit my tongue and like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe they did more diligence than I did. Maybe they see something that I don't. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't fond of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I also bit my tongue on this podcast for quite a while because I didn't want, I don't, I don't, I don't put together an opinion unless I have all the facts. Mm-hmm. And even though there's a CBC article and even though there's a Reddit uh, thread, mm-hmm. and even though I've talked to people that have been involved, um, I haven't, I haven't heard from the other side. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think that's, that's a good way of... <laughs> um of living life is to i never create an opinion unless i've unless i've critically um looked at it from both sides yeah and i haven't had an opportunity to um i the only thing that i will have said and i will say is that like i admired them a lot for their hard work Mm -hmm. i do not believe that they are evil villains um i think that it's very rare that anyone is actually evil um, because I believe that their intentions in their own mind were good intentions. 
Um, and I think that most people have good intentions. Um, so I, I, I can't hate on them too much. I think that they may, they were careless, not careless. They were reckless. They were reckless and they made, um, some very risky decisions and other people were involved in those risky decisions, which was, it makes it reckless, right? If it was just them and their own money, go, go do whatever. Who gives a shit? But the fact that in order to do that, they had to raise a ton of money, all built off promissory notes and over leveraged properties. It's just, it was very reckless. And I think because, it could have worked out, Gab. Yeah, but I think that because they were reckless with other people's money, I don't think that the intentions were like, I'm, I, I don't agree with you. I don't have, like you said, I don't have all the facts. I don't know all the things. So I also try not to form much of an opinion, but I don't, I, I think you're giving them more credit than they deserve at this point. But that's okay. They were not trying to fuck people over, which makes it reckless. Yeah. They weren't careless. They did care. They wanted it to work. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, had a few things not happened, they would still be doing it today. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it was never sustainable. It was going to fail at some point. And to be honest, I'm glad it happened now yeah. than, than later. Yeah. Corey says, I'm pretty proud of myself because I legitimately was considering investing with them and my spidey senses were tingling even as a newbie. The guarantee really put me off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um, put cardamom in my cappuccino this morning. Yeah? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> um, she said, do you want cardamom in your cappuccino? I'm like, you know what? I've got an a couple Indian friends that, that said I should try this <laughs> and I've just been like, I smelt it and I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't know how I can, how I can cook or how I can put this in my tea or my coffee. And the woman this morning says, do you want it in there? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to live a little today. And I got cardamom in my cappuccino. Hot damn. It's really good. <laughs> we have cardamom at home, don't we? Little baggie. Probably not anymore. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Someone gave us some. Well, um, Jeremy wants to know what magazine covered you yesterday, Wayne? Uh, the successful mail. The successful mail. There's a, there's a, there's a 12 page calendar that comes with it too. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> download the PDF. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Wayne shared an article. He was, um, there's an article on him. So. Featured in Successful Mail, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't see it, you can check it out on his uh, social media. Um, Tessa says, good morning, Hilliers and listeners. Thank you for all the great content. We are looking to connect with a team to help us find a house hack within an apartment building at Edmonton. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So... You want to buy an apartment building and live in it as your primary residence and then rent out the remaining units. Is that the plan? Can you keep an eye on the bottom of the comments there? Yeah, sure. Who are, who's, um, who are the multifamily realtors in Edmonton? Realtors? Yeah. I would recommend Chris, Chris Davies. Yeah, Chris Davies, for sure. Um, that that's your one call. Yeah, Let's start save there. You some time. There might be one or two people that I'm I'm forgetting, but yeah, I think that's a good a good starting point. Um, I was waiting for a little more information because. Um, I wanted to crush your dreams. <laughs> she says, yep, we are burying our primary residence now to access more capital. Okay. So um, it won't work on an apartment building. You can do it on something like, a, I think it's four units or less. It's been a while since I've looked at this. I'm like years since I've looked at this. It was one of my first thoughts. Um, I've heard about people who bought a triplex or a fourplex and they lived in one unit and they rented out the others. Um, 
on a multifamily large thing like that, I, I, I'm fairly certain you won't get CMHC financing. Like, you know, your low, sorry, your low down payment, high ratio mortgage. Um, I think it's on four units or less. So I think that, I think, talk to your mortgage broker, talk to Chris Davies and ask him. Um, I'm fairly certain it's four units or less. Now, if you're planning on doing that in Edmonton, I could let Chris say it, but like, I don't like wasting time and, and, but it's hard to find a good deal on a fourplex in and around the major cities like Edmonton and Calgary. Mm -hmm. If you want a really good deal, you're going to have to go into some smaller little towns. Um, it's just, there's so many people that, that take these $5 webinars and then there's a ton of sharks and they're all looking for multifamily and there's not really any good deals in and around our area. If there was, I'd be buying them. If there was an opportunity, I'd be doing it. Um, but do not let me discourage you. Do not just listen to me. Do your research. Um, but if you're asking for my, well, she didn't ask for my opinion. I gave it anyways. Um, I just, well, here's, here's the deal, Gab. You know me. Um, I could just answer that and say, that's amazing. Go talk to Chris Davies. Yes. And then I know that Tess is going to be back here in eight months after trying really, really hard. And then, but anyways, the apartment building thing, I, I, I'm 99% sure that you can't do that. It has to be four units or less. 99% sure. Um, talk with a mortgage broker and also talk with Chris Davies. He's a multifamily expert and a multifamily um, realtor. And um, I think you could probably do it with a fourplex. You might be able to find like a side-by-side -side duplex on one title with basement suites. That might be easy enough. Um, thoughts? Um, no, I was just reading some comments popping up surrounding the topic. Um, Corey says the new CMHC MLI select program is intriguing for low down payment purchases, but it's still very new. Still waiting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's commercial financing though, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. There is a four unit. What? Sorry. You just like leaned in <laughs> to my ear. We're using, we're using You're one microphone whispering in my ear. <laughs> so I had to lean in to read the comments. Sorry, guys. Don't you have your own screen here? Um, yeah, Cody says there is a four-unit apartment building around 118 Ave and 82nd Street. Needs to be renoed and probably not where you want to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's not as bad as Toronto, downtown <laughs> Toronto, but it's up there. Shady area. Um, it's a very vibrant nightlife. <laughs> um, but not the nightlife that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. We'll get back to the comments here. <sighs> a couple of people want to know where they can get this calendar. Uh, hold that. Hold that thought. I want to go back to Tessa. Tessa, I'm, I'm praying that you prove me wrong. I yeah, love do I, it. I, sorry, I, it's, I want, I want to be proved wrong, but also I, I don't, if I know something, I don't like just giving a hip hip hooray and you go get it. And, and then just people waste time. So if I can, if I can share some, some, some experience and some, some information that I have, um, I always will. Um, and please don't take it the wrong way. I want to be proved wrong. I, I want you to come back and be like, Hey, dickhead, look what I just bought. And I'll be like, fuck yeah. Thank you. Please be like, damn, girl. You say that a lot, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, you want to order the calendar? Yeah. Um, order the calendar. Yeah, it's it's in PDF. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's 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 um, it's, it's called Wayne's Twelve Topless Tips. <laughs> One tip for every month. 
Okay, Liam has a comment here. Wanted to say a quick thanks for what you guys are doing. Listen to the Friday Live about finding off-market deals. And after reaching out to a few people, I have a really awesome opportunity on a fourplex. Appreciate you guys. Damn, Damn boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is. You know what? Is um, is Lindsay on this morning? I haven't seen her. Uh, Lindsay. Oh, she's snoozing. Okay, well, Lindsay, whenever you wake up and you listen to this later, Lindsay has got her eye on two fourplexes off market. No way. I didn't right? know that. Can you get a damn? Damn, girl. Lots of fourplexes. That's awesome. Um, uh, it may be Liam and Tessa need to talk. Like yeah. an opportunity right there. Yeah. See? It's good networking. Yeah, Liam. What are you looking to do with that fireplex? Get it for yourself? Wholesale it? Yeah, I'm still scrolling. I'm catching up on the comments here on the Podbean app. But uh, Liam, I mean, this is a great opportunity to uh, to share that information with Tessa. And Tessa happens to, to want to um, take advantage of house hacking. So that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Okay. Uh, still going through the comments. So we didn't say this this morning. If it's your first time listening into the show, um, we broadcast live every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 a.m. where we are currently, which, by the way, is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, um, Ontario. And when you join in, uh, to join in live, you have to, to download the Podbean app, um, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And just subscribe and, and follow the, the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And every morning at 6 a.m. we go live and you can join in here. Um, give you an idea what this, this app looks like. Um, there is a chat function, so you can chat with everyone who's listening. We can also see it and respond to you. Um, you can also click the call-in button, just like your normal radio drive time morning show. Um, click the call-in button and you can call in and ask your questions. This, is a, this platform is built specifically every morning for you to be able to get your questions answered. So um, sometimes we talk about ourselves, but mostly the whole reason is for you guys to get your questions answered every morning. Yeah, we want so, to talk about you. So you can go and take action that day and then come back the next morning and tell us what worked and what didn't work. And then we can, you know, pivot a little bit and get your next questions answered and then just keep moving, 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 moving. Okay. Rolling, 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 rolling. Gabby's a big Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> Or so Wayne tries to tell me. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was Limp Bizkit. Um, Tessa, <laughs> Tessa says that she's currently burring her primary residence right now to access more capital. That's awesome. It's awesome. I already read that. How far behind am I? Very. Cody wants to know, how do you get comparables for off-market deals? We have talked about this. Yeah. Um, so just reach out to your, um, your investor focused realtor and ask them to pull comparables. And if they're really nice, ask them to give you, um, their opinion on what the after repaired value would be if there's going to be renovations. Yeah. So but having, you know, even if you're looking for off market deals, um, having relationships with realtors, um, is still very important. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Just ask ask your realtor. Yeah. To pull comps. It doesn't take them very long to do it. You can look on the honest doors and the whatever other websites there are, but honestly you're not gonna you're not gonna get the solid information and advice that a realtor is gonna give you. It's just like saying I'm gonna sell my house and not use a realtor. Like it's you know, you can find some information that you need, but it's the the service and expertise and opinions <clears throat> that are the most valuable. So yeah. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Well, um, I guess I could get back to what I was talking about earlier with with uh, my observations of Ontario, our trip to Ontario. Uh, we fly out today, this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to finish up here. We're going to get all cleaned up and then go out for breakfast and give the kids some, uh, give the kids some attention. And then... Uh, yeah, we're going to fly out in a couple hours after that, but it's, 
I'm shitting on Ontario um, this morning. Can I just say something? What? I just looked out our, our window off yeah. of our balcony, and there is a huge sign on the side of a building that says... Ontario sucks. Fortune favors the brave. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where? Oh, wow. Huge yeah, sign. Yeah, but you know what it says next Crypto. to it? Crypto.com. Crypto. <laughs> Crypto.com. But I just thought uh, that was kind of cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. What were you talking about? Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where's Chatham? I don't know where Chatham Tessa's, is. Tessa says she's in Chatham. Uh, we, Tessa, you... we flew into Toronto. We went to visit family in St. Catharines, drove around Niagara Falls and stuff, and are back in Toronto. Chatham is... Okay. What? Okay. It's past London. South of Sarnia. So south? Um... Yes, 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 yes. Anyways, what were you talking about, Ontario? Um, Your observations. I left in 2008. Yes. Uh, so let's let's rewind to 2008, 2006. Um, I was graduating high school. Was going to be an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh i always like numbers so let's let's uh let's let's manage people's numbers <laughs> that'll be fun um no put that candy down <laughs> kids <laughs> snuck out of bed for candy. snuck out of bed and grab the fuzzy peaches <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting breakfast in 20 minutes just hang tight okay so i you know 2006, 2008, you know, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with my life. And, um, you know, finished up high school. And then I, uh, you know, signed up for, you know, courses and stuff like that. Post-secondary education. Uh, what was happening around that time actually was in St. Catharines, you know, a couple of years previous, um, the GM plant was being shut down. Um, that GM plant was the heart of industry in St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. Everybody I knew had a dad or an uncle or a cousin that, that worked at the GM plant. And then all of the surrounding towns like Thorold and Welland and, uh, parts of Niagara Falls, Port Colburn. I mean, they all had their own little plants that were supporting, you know, the industry, you know, little sensors and car parts and those types of things. Right. And so after GM closed, it just seemed like every other plant was closing as well. Right. Um, I mean, look at Ontario street in, in St. Catharines. It's, it looks like Michael Moore should be doing a, 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 a movie there. Of just like, you know, how this used to be a thriving, you know, uh, economy and everybody was always just walking with their metal lunch, you know, pails to their to their to work. And then now it's 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 abandoned. And when I when I lived here. I mean, I I was still relatively young. I didn't I wasn't really in the in the I wasn't working quite yet. I mean, I had a job as a pumping gas um just down the road on ontario street um but i only just heard from you know adults you know aunts uncles that type of thing and so everybody was getting into the trades okay so when i decided that i didn't want to be an accountant anymore um that it wasn't right i thought okay well i guess i'm gonna be a carpenter so uh that makes the most sense because i have a few friends that are carpenters I'll just join the local union and, and that'll, that'll, that'll solve my problems. Um, and I found out that basically everyone who was in the, the, the car parts industry had moved to the trades because they all lost their jobs over the last couple of years. And nobody had any money at that time. It was just like a really shitty time. 
And meanwhile, we're hearing nothing but, you know, articles and, and, and people talking about Alberta, the, the Alberta dream. Everybody's moving to Alberta. You know, you were living in tents and it's $12 loaves of bread. <laughs> uh, but you could make $10,000 a week and be a king. It, it's, it sounded like, you know, it was the, the 1700s and we were building a goddamn railroad. Uh, it was, this is, this is literally what I'm hearing. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to prove all these people that I can do it because I tried to get into the trades. I went to the local union halls and they're all like, yeah, we're not taking any new kids on, um, or any new people on. I recommend go grab a pair of gloves and a pair of boots and go show up on different sites and ask if they would be willing to hire you on like a trial kind of thing. Go show initiative. Go show up to some random site, not union sites, and just ask if they're looking for people. Mm-hmm. And that initiative should get you on site, get you a little bit of experience, and then come back with some experience, was what I was told. I tried it. It was embarrassing. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, so, you know, all the while, like, everyone in, I'm just trying to paint a picture of, like, and a feel and a smell for what it was like. In, in St. Catharines and Welland and Thorold and the Niagara region at that time. Um, I remember hearing discussions just as, you know, as a kid, I was 18, um, about like, you know, my aunts and uncles talking about how much their house was worth. Like I was just listening. I wasn't listening as an investor at that time. And uh, I remember hearing like 170, 180, 200,000. These are the numbers that I was hearing. Just the general, like, you don't, you're not paying attention, but um, looking back on it, you know, for some reason that, those numbers just stuck in my head and um and it was still like you know they called st Catharines the garden city <laughs> literally they called it the garden city and gabby's laughing right now oh my god and i don't know maybe it's just because i grew up there but like it was a nice city 180 160,000 people it's probably 200 now and uh, so we moved to Alberta, and Alberta's just completely different. Edmonton is a, it's a young city. Like, you know, there's there's houses built in the 50s and 60s, but like, you know, those were built around like, you know, those are the original houses, and then they kind of built the other neighborhoods around it. But like, you go to Edmonton, it's like, it's a young city. You can feel that nothing is like older than 1980. All the new neighborhoods there, you know, all the houses that we're investing in are all like, they're new. They're two thousands and newer, and it's like I've and I've I've made comments about this on social media before that I don't understand why people are buying up these one hundred year old buildings in Ontario and New Brunswick, and throwing twelve units in them, and they're built off popsicle sticks, wood foundations and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I've always said that like why would you invest in in crappy you know, buildings like that, when you can invest in new buildings that are built to today's code that are sound, right? I like buying properties that were built in less than 10 years ago, and then selling them in 10 years, Yeah. right? I, I don't have to worry about long term deferred maintenance, I don't have to worry about foundation or structural issues. So anyways, you know, I've, I've moved to Alberta, and I've been here for I've been there for 15 years now. And then I just came back to St. Catharines on this trip. The weirdest thing, and I, I can't figure out if it's just me um, because I've been gone for so long and living, yeah. living in a younger, you know, city, but St. Catharines is an absolute shithole. It is not, not the garden city. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm like, I'm driving around and like, yeah, Ontario street still boarded up because of the GM plant. And now it's been 20 years, right? It's been 20 years since they shut down. Like, of course it's going to look like garbage, but like all the roads are garbage the sidewalks are garbage there are and, and it's spring i get it there's no flowers but it does not look like the garden city that i remember yeah well that's another good point is that like we are here in like the dirty the dirty part of spring <laughs> that's fair but i just i yeah it's wild though like driving around like i remember when you first brought me here like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like, cute. oh my God, all these brick houses and like, oh, this is so pretty. And I'd, lo- I'd love to like live in one of those types of houses and like yada, yada, yada. Like I was just like in heaven driving around. And this time I'm just like, oh my God, like every single house is run down, just garbage piled outside of every single house. Like it's just wild to 
like, I think at, at one point on this trip, I said, like, I would hate to be the mayor of this city. Like, just like at looking around at like how much deferred work (laughs) needs to be done. Just like, I think at one point you said this, like, it looks like we were looking at some um, fences up along like the highway. Like, you know, you have your neighborhood that like backs onto the highway and, you know, you put up those like kind of sound barrier fences, but it looks like they were built to keep the zombies out. Like they are just like so trash. Now I was there when they built those. So I remember (laughs) what it And maybe like you just assume after 15 years, there'd be some general upkeep. And there just doesn't seem like anything's being up. I'm kept like I went around the corner from um, my dad's place, and I remember these new townhouses were built. I remember these new townhouses were built, and they were in a weird spot. But like I drove past those things four times, and you watch me every time I drive past. I'm like, seriously, what the hell is going on with that building? Yeah. There's these row houses, but like it, they just look like they were being held up by like wooden braces. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was really, really weird. And, and, and I'm not necessarily, I'm just trying to, there's not really a point I have to this, but I'm trying to analyze what happened with St. Catharines and Welland and Thorold and Niagara Falls, um, because it doesn't look very good. You know what it looks like? It looks like the job situation hasn't changed. And from my understanding, it hasn't. It looks like a city in a depression. It looks like, yes, it looks like the same, it's the same opportunities that were available when I left, except a whole bunch of Toronto money came in and they bought all those houses and they put four fucking units in each of them. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a tenanted, non-prosperous area. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's it's the weirdest thing. And, I, and I've been watching on social, I've been watching investors buying up, I've got this amazing deal, $600,000, you know, single family house in St. Catharines, add four units and it'd be worth $900,000. And I'm like, these numbers don't make sense to me. Like, why? why? How could this, and it rents for $3,200. And like, these numbers don't make sense. That's negative cash flow. But yet, these houses are going up in value like crazy. Yeah. And there's nothing for sale there. And the things that are for sale, you know, those $200,000 houses I was talking about before, 750. Yep. Little bungalow. And I know for a fact that that family that lives there cannot afford. It's not like they're rich. They still have their $70,000 mortgage on that thing. Yeah. They can't right? refinance it and get money out. No, they wouldn't be able to pay <laughs> they the payments. They would pay- be able to pay- make, the make the payments. Yeah. And if they sold it, they wouldn't be able to afford to buy anything. Unless they left the province. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I was not expecting that on my trip. Yeah. Um, I remember my dad uh, probably five years ago. Maybe maybe, maybe it might have been 10. Time flies. But um, he was talking about a, a unit next door to his um, that was infested with rats. He lives in that townhouse complex. Nice townhouse, townhouse complex. And um, it was infested with rats and they've been abandoned or whatever. And he wanted to buy it for $50,000. And he was saying that it was worth 250 when it was done. And I just like, I just didn't think the numbers really matched up. And I did a little bit of my own research and whatever. Um, and yeah, I, it, the numbers didn't seem to really add up for me. And it looked like it was worth less than 200 And then um, I, I just showed up this time, you know, maybe five, five years, six years later and i did my research while i was here because i'm just sitting around and i like you know crunching numbers it's currently valued at four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. this three bedroom townhouse old townhouse yeah built in the 60s yeah i i don't get it yeah i don't get it i i don't see how this is sustainable i don't see how this is sustainable i don't yeah i'm i'm legit worried that these prices are way too high because only investors can see the value in this. I can't see how any of my family members, this makes any sense. I can't see how anyone who I went to high school with could ever possibly buy a home ever. The numbers don't make sense. I, if you make $150,000 a year, which by the way is really fucking impressive. 
if you can find a career where you make $150,000 a year steady, you cannot afford a $750,000 house. Mm -hmm. You can't. The numbers don't add up. So these houses are like, they're getting priced out of this market. It's creating this huge tenant community. Yeah. Like it's all going to be tenants and then it's all going to be owned by the people listening to this podcast. <laughs> I just, I, I don't see how, is that, is that the future? Is everyone going to be a tenant? It actually makes a lot more sense why the government is putting all these regulations in place and why there's Ontario is so pro tenant. Mm-hmm. And why, you know, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the liberal government and whatever, whatever government, they're all they're all coming up with ways to kind of slow down investors from buying up properties. It's because of this. I, I, and I had to go and drive there to fucking see it. Yeah, I had to. That's that's my opinion. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. But like. This is well, you dangerous. Know what else? You know what else it kind of sheds a light on is that like you, you know, there's a whole bunch of people looking to invest in all these different areas like whether it be you know in Toronto or in Ontario or in New Brunswick or in like wherever places that they're not from and unless you've gone and driven the streets it's easy for somebody to say this is an amazing investment opportunity this is what it's worth this is the kind of place that it's in and this Mm -hmm. is the industry but have you gone and driven the streets because if somebody convinced you that you know a couple years ago to pick up a a place in St. Catharines yeah. or whatever. And that, you know, like the appreciation is so insane in a couple of years, we're going to make this much money. And then, but like, ha- had you come and driven the streets, you might've been like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to pick up one of these properties. This is yeah. a dump. Yeah. Like this is a legit dump. Like how is this sustainable? Like to be able to see that with your own eyes. Yeah. So that for, you know, people investing out of town, keep that in mind. Are you just blindly investing because somebody says it's a great opportunity? Some social media influencer that you follow and they have lots of properties and yeah. have a coaching program. So let's or, are just... you, or are you going to make the trip out and go and drive the streets and see the property? And yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> great example. I see people like amazing off-market opportunity in Welland. Like, okay, well, just to let you know, I lived in Welland. Welland was not a nice town <laughs> um, when I was living there. Um, and I look at this listing, this off-market opportunity, and it's in Southeast Welland. East Side Welland. Just going to let you know, East Side was not the, the good side. <laughs> it still is not the good side. Um, I would not walk at night in East Side Welland. And yet there's these huge opportunities that people are throwing in you know, as many units as possible into this old, you know, 80, 100 year old house. Um, yeah, it's blowing my mind that this is, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I am concerned. Well, Jeremy says the Niagara region and Montreal are estimated to be extremely at risk of steep decline. So I have a feeling I'm going to get a couple texts from a couple friends today. I'm like, dude, what's your problem, man? <laughs> <laughs> Back off. Back off. Yeah. Um, but Corey also says what you guys are talking about is exactly what has happened with the epic properties. Bought dumps in crack towns, he says, <laughs> and sold them to out-of-town JVs. Yeah. You don't, if you don't know, you don't know. You just trust people saying, like, amazing opportunity. Look at these numbers. Yeah. Look at the numbers. It's not all about the numbers. A dump is a dump. You're going to be able to dump a shitload of money into it mm-hmm. when it's, you know, a few years needs it. <laughs> Anyways. Or when it eventually bursts. Yeah. I'm concerned. Um, I mean, I'm also like, you know, we see all this, 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 this little flame, this little uh, Edmonton market is starting to heat up. Calgary market's heating up. I'm like, all right, finally, it's time for our turn. All these properties I got are going to double in value. Hell yeah. I'm going to sell them all. And, uh, no, don't don't want it. <laughs> I've always the the reason why I invest in Edmonton is because it's calm. Yeah, it's predictable. It's good cash flow. It's a good business. I don't want a business, you know, uh, with a building that doubles in value. I want a business that provides me good cash flow every month. Long term wealth. Yeah. Right. I, it's yeah. it's calm. It's got mortgage pay down. It's got cash flow. The mathematics say that it will. You know, I'm making about a 16.7% return. 
return on my investment every month. I like that. I like that I can look at every property and know that it's a 17% return. And if I get a little bit of appreciation over the next 10 years, it's bonus. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of dessert. I like that. I don't like properties doubling in value and not knowing what the hell's going on and just like riding the train, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, We'll see how it all plays out. But it was an interesting trip to St. Catharines and, and the Niagara region. Um, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Everly went to her first haunted house the other night. Super cool. Which was very cool. I uh, It may have cost me $100. Um, that was the one condition that I had to pay her $100 to go <laughs> in. A, <laughs> to send a six-year-old into a haunted house. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back in our regular studio tomorrow um, with better audio quality and a lot more preparedness. Um, if you guys uh, want to join, uh, please do. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Uh, and we will see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 